Welcome to the United Cast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host, Matthew. And let's talk about Manchester United's... Wasn't really a score to it, was it? I think it was 8-7 on penalties. Um, in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough. Uh, Man United are out of the FA Cup. We will not be winning it this year. Where do we even where 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 do I where do I even start? Um, another one of them games where this shouldn't even have been an extra time. This shouldn't even have gone to penalties. Uh, very 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 wasteful today with the chances that we created. Um, the team is not playing enough. As a team. Well it didn't in this game at least. Um, I've, I've seen a few comments in the last couple of days. And saw some like at half time and stuff like that. Saying that some of these players. Are just too overpaid. Um, not all of them. But, but some of them. Too, too many of them. Are just overpaid. Some of the players shouldn't be here. Which is funny considering that we just lost about what, four, five, six players or something, uh, through loan deals and whatnot, um, and this, I was already, like, after I did the, um, transfer roundup episode, what was that, on Sunday, I think, whenever the 31st was, um, and I did that transfer roundup episode, and I talked about, like, this is our midfield, we've got so-and-so and so-and-so, and I was like, that's a really, really bad midfield, Man United shouldn't be in a situation... Well, Man United shouldn't be in a situation... Or multiple situations that happened in this game. The first situation Man United should be in is not going... It being 90th minute 1-1 against Middlesbrough. That shouldn't happen. Then it shouldn't be 90th... uh, 120th minute 1-1 against Middlesbrough. And then it shouldn't have been a defeat on penalties. None of those three things should be happening. Um... We also shouldn't be shouldn't be relying on certain players that we are now, the likes of Mata, McTominay, Matic. I'm, just, I'm thinking of players that sh- actually shouldn't be there, as opposed to some others that aren't, like Van der Beek and maybe Martial would have been, you know, good in in this type of game. But like midfield, I'm talking about. Uh, Martial's a left winger, so he's not even in the same position as. Meta Masic and Van der Beek. Um, oh dear. I mean... I I honestly... M- myself and many others looked at this game. And thought like... Oh it's Middlesbrough. Like... You could give Hannibal some game time. You could give... Uh, if Mengi was still not... If Mengi was not on loan... Uh, you could have given him some game time. You could have given Twanzebi some game time if he wasn't on loan. Um, okay, this is a decent game to give to Dean Henderson. Um, you should be you, you should be able to, you know, when people talk about like, oh, this is a squad player. They're in the, uh, they should play in the cup games. We didn't put out a cup game type of team today. I mean, you're looking at the likes of Sancho, Rashford, Ronaldo. Pogba, Varane, um, who else is really, really good? Uh, Rash- did I say Rashford? Rashford, uh, pre- most of our attackers, so Pogba, Rashford, Fernandes, Ren- Ronaldo, Sancho, those aren't cup game players. Somebody like McTominay, okay, is a cup game player. Maybe maybe Delo at this stage is still kind of like working his way into this team. Maguire's not a cup game player and what I mean by cup game player is players like Hannibal, players like Shoratiri, players like Alanga who did come on later but we still couldn't win the game anyway um, and I remember when we went 1-0 up which was after the 25th minute and I remember thinking to myself maybe I didn't have the right thought process I thought like oh now you can probably take off like Pogba put Hannibal on give him some game time and that was like the one that was like the one player everybody was sort of looking at of like oh we haven't seen a lot of him this could have been a good game for him 
And maybe he maybe he would have scored. Maybe he would have got an assist. Maybe he would have done something really good. Obviously, we won't know anymore. Um, yeah, this is a classic case and a, and a very very annoying case of a manager who's got some good ideas. Again, he's still not even been here for that long. With a group of players that should be playing a lot better, a group of players and a team that has got holes in it, definitely in the midfield. Um, that isn't playing together as a team. We were still doing things in this game, like five-yard passes that weren't going through, crosses that weren't going through. And what's really shocking is, even when those things did go, those passes and that build-up play did work, and Middlesbrough gave Middlesbrough gave us so much space, I couldn't believe how much space we had. I remember seeing that first, like, first half, and I thought, we really should be winning this, like by half time kind of thing or like you know very very uh, we should be putting this game to bed very very early and bringing on like you know some of the other younger players um but just so wasteful um we seem to have a problem in this team as well with and this isn't like a particular player uh like specific personnel problem but a problem where, like, we get to the final third and our player sort of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to pass to you or shoot or try and move forward with the ball or cross it. And there's some there's some bad decision-making going on in the final third, and that definitely happened today. Um, and I'll be honest as well, you know, I was very, very excited for Ronaldo coming back. I still think he's one of the best players in the world. And, you know, we've said, myself and many others have said since he's joined, that, like, okay you got one of the best strikers in the world in this team now. You've got to give him service. He got a lot of service today and he wasted pretty much all of it. I mean, he didn't score. He missed a penalty. Uh, I'm not putting the whole game on Ronaldo. I'm just saying, like, one of the other examples of things that went wrong. I couldn't believe how many chances Ronaldo missed today. Um, Alanga missed a couple of chances. You can give him slightly more leeway. Because, like, if you were to put Alanga through on goal or Ronaldo through on goal, I don't always expect Alanga to score, but I do expect Ronaldo to do something at least every time and yeah just just again just didn't quite seem at the races Ronaldo um and I'm not one of them people that like oh Ronaldo's the problem in the team I just think this is one of those one of those games for a player where you actually service him in the way that you need to but he just doesn't deliver on on his end um I don't expect that to happen too often it hasn't happened too often um so yeah but I felt like that was one of the issues today like if he scores his penalty or whatever and yeah we we, we move on from there um yeah um it's funny literally what is it now Friday it'll be Saturday by the time this comes out literally what five days ago yeah about five no four or five days ago whatever whenever Sunday was I can't bother to count right now <laughs> And I was saying like, hey, we're missing this player and that player. Marshall's out on loan and Van der Beek's out on loan and Diallo's out on loan and so and so and so and so. And I was still saying like, there is nothing stopping us from winning the FA Cup. There is nothing stopping us from winning the Champions League because we're still in the competitions. Literally, literally a matter of, less than a week ago I said that. And um, I said the, on- the only thing that's stopping us is quality. Well, look what happened today. There was nothing stopping us from beating Middlesbrough. Um, and yes, I'll talk about the uh, handball incident in a minute. We still should have won the game. That that penalty incident with the handball thing from the Middlesbrough prior player, that should have been a, a, a situation where, okay, maybe that makes it 1-1. But if we were like 4-0 up by then, we would have gone, oh, a bit of a consolation goal. And then we would have just, we would have completely brushed it under the carpet and said like, oh, but we, you know, killed off the opposition before we had those types of problems. And yes, it was a issue that the referee... I mean, they didn't even go to VAR, did they? Didn't They They played at the normal replay of the goal. And just went straight back to kickoff, really. Um, didn't look at it. I, I don't know what the... Uh, sometimes when you watch... Because we're in four competitions, right? There's the Carabao Cup, Premier League, Champions League, or Europa League, and FA Cup, right? Four competitions that we participate in. Of course, one of those you have to qualify for, which is... Europe, whether it's Europe, Europa League, Champions League. And there's always these discussions about like, oh, is VR, VAR available in this stadium? Is it available in this competition? There's definitely VAR at Old Trafford because we used it, we've used it several times in the Premier League. 
Is it available in the FA Cup? Is there some sort of rules you can't use it in the FA Cup? And like sometimes when we're playing away in Spain somewhere or Germany or um, uh, Turkey or, or somewhere, it's like, oh, does this stadium have VAR so we can like review this goal? Um, but my point is, it should have been available. And the funny thing is, right? There's two side. There's two ways to look at this. Look at this, which is okay if. The replay show, which it did show that the guy handballed it. If the ref noticed, which he was looking right at it, and went, no, that's not a goal, it's a handball. 1-0 to Man United, we play on. We probably would have won this game. But I'm I'm also not going to use the excuse of like, oh, we lost this game because of the ref. This was Middlesbrough. They gave us loads of space. We had loads of chances. There's no excuses. Um, Because whether it's before or after that goal, uh, because when was their goal? It was late in the second half, wasn't it? Um, no, it was early in the second half, the sixty-fourth minute. We should have we should have been clear by that point, but by the sixty-fifth minute, um, yeah, just really, really massively disappointing in uh, in regards to that. So, yeah, I mean, what are we left with this season? Maybe a Champions League. What have we got? Ten percent of winning that, maybe. And we are we're up against Atletico Madrid, who, from what I understand, I mean, I don't watch them myself, but they're a very good team. I think Zhao Felix plays for them. He's really, really good. And they've got some talented players as well. Um, doesn't Griezmann play for them? Or did he go back to Barcelona? I can't keep up with transfers sometimes. I think Griezmann plays for Atletico Madrid. Because didn't he, didn't he leave Barcelona go and to go there? Because Suarez went the other way, I think. I can't quite remember. We'll find out in, in a few weeks anyway. Um, Alright, let's go through the summary. Uh, Ronald, the first thing got missed, uh, got written down is Ronaldo's miss of the penalty. Uh, yeah, we expected him to score it, and it's one of them funny things where I mean, it was a clear penalty. You know, Pogba goes down. I'm not gonna like discuss the actual foul itself. Uh, one of the more clear cut penalties that you're gonna get. Uh, and then Ronaldo misses it, and it's one of them funny games where you're thinking, oh, well, you missed the penalty, like that's a bit strange and annoying but oh we'll 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 score we'll we'll be fine in this game i think there was too much with the fans and with maybe with myself as well and some of the players of just of just having this mindset of oh this is going to be fine we'll we'll just be fine no matter what it's like you're never guaranteed to win a football game and this is such a classic example of that this is middlesbrough in the championship um this is one of them games where you shouldn't really have to worry about like oh where are we going to create chances who's going to score and all this kind of thing but he missed the penalty, Ronaldo didn't have a particularly good game. Um, so yeah. And when I'm talking when I was talking earlier about missed chances and service, I wasn't obviously talking about a penalty, because anybody can score a penalty. Um Yeah, and then still at that point you're thinking, oh that was was it twenty minutes in? Yeah, twenty so we scored five minutes after this. So it's probably one of them things where we miss a penalty, five minutes later we score a goal with Sancho, and then everybody's probably thinking like, Oh, we're fine now. Like we're just we're fine, and I got a sense of that attitude from the players, and that's never a good way to play football. If you're playing against Middlesbrough and you're three or four nil up, then you can kind of maybe think like, okay, we'll probably be fine because Middlesbrough, although they did have some chances, didn't look particularly likely to score, but of course they did. Uh, then it says about Pogba yellow card. I can't remember what that was for, but anyway. Uh, then second half they made some subs. I don't know who any of their players are, so I'm not going to discuss that. Uh, then they scored the goal. 65th minute. Uh, Crook scored it. Somebody called Watmore. What? Sorry, Watmore. Um, W-A-T-M-O-R-E. Watmore? Watmore? Uh, Crook scored the goal. Yeah, uh, I guess he got an assist off his arm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a thing with that goal where I'm not really going to put that on the players. Because that goal shouldn't count. And yeah, you could argue about like, oh, we should have, we could have cleared the ball or got the ball away before it hits that player's arm. But then the ball hits the player's arm. It very, very clearly hits his arm. And he like chests the ball, didn't he? And then like flicks it with his left hand and then passes it across. And okay, you might argue about like, you should be able to block the cross or tackle the player that's going to score. Fair enough. But once he handballs that and passes it across, the goal should be voided anyway. So again, this is kind of a double-sided thing where should you have stopped the ball getting to him anyway? Should you have been able to stop the cross? Should you have been able to tackle the player? But then should the goal have counted anyway? And no, it shouldn't have because it was a handball. 
And I was quite stunned when... Because they sort of stopped for, what, five, ten seconds? And the referee was kind of looking at his watch or something like that. I was like, oh, they're going to review it and they're going to... Ref's going to do one of his... One of the ref's many hand signals that they do. I don't understand all of them. Unless it's like a point to a spot or something. Obviously, I recognise what that is. And I was like, oh, he's going to do some sort of like cross out hand signal when they're going to take their one away from the zero in fact i was staring i was kind of looking at the score i was like oh in a minute that goal's gonna gonna go away and then they cut to this play um they cut the camera to this middlesbrough player like getting ready for kickoff and i was like what's going on they're not like they're not reviewing this they showed they showed the replay loads of times um to the to us uh but they they didn't stop to review that did they um, yeah, and I don't know, what's this referee's name? Um, has it got his name listed here? It should have. Uh, referee, and oh, Anthony Taylor. Yeah, he's, um, I've heard his name mentioned before. I remember there was an FA Cup final between Arsenal and Chelsea. Arsenal went and won it, but basically this is the same referee that screwed over Chelsea. And I don't remember all of that game. It was like two years ago, no, almost three years ago. I think it was to a 2019 one. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see, like, all of that game. But apparently that ref really screwed Chelsea over. And Chelsea basically should have won that game. So that lines up with how this kind of went, really. Um, I don't know what the guy's deal is. I, I, I don't I don't know much. I, I don't really keep track of, like... Because they do announce, you know, like, who the ref's going to be for certain games. I do not pay attention to that at all. I don't really know the different sort of referees. It's not. So, I, I'm more concerned about who's playing on the pitch for Manchester United, um, and competition and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but very, very frustrating. It does lead to us getting knocked out of this competition. But then again, we should have fixed the things around that, which was scoring more goals, or not losing on penalties, or scoring in the additional 30 minutes, or scoring more goals in the 90 minutes that we were given. Like, were we not given enough time to score goals in this game? <sighs> Goodness me. Right. I'd say I, I, I do watch other... <laughs> Some people have told me before, like, how do you keep your cool on certain episodes? Like, how do you not yell down the mic and stuff? Because I do watch I do watch other YouTubers, I do watch other people, and i don't moan about people like yelling down the mic sometimes it's justified sometimes people just people have a different threshold to me people have a different calmness to themselves but i don't even remember the last time i yelled at anything um like whether i like whether it's at work in in normal life normal everyday stuff i just don't really i don't tend to yell at things um i guess i have i'm lucky enough luckier to have a a calmer personality, calmer, um, personality, but, um, yeah, I've, I have had lots of people messaging me before, of like, especially on the United cast, how do you keep your cool when you're reviewing something that's really bad, or when you're talking about, like, on my gaming podcast, when a company's done something really sh- shitty or whatever, how do you keep your cool, and it's just, I don't know, it's just the way I am, I guess, so, um, but I like that about myself, if that makes sense, um, and that's not really an egotistical thing. It's just, I don't know. So, yeah. Anyway, um, right. Ah, God's sake. Um, right. They made some other subs again. I don't know who their players are. Um, then, uh, right. Let's analyze the substitutions. And I'm not going to analyze like the penalties. By the way, I can't remember all of them. Uh, I'll obviously talk about Alanga. Speaking of Alanga, he was brought on in the 82nd minute, taken off for Rashford. So that's the left winger for a left winger. Cool. Bit too late. Should have been about 10 minutes before that, but nothing could do about it now. And Fred, Fred came on for Pogba. I agree with Fred being brought on, but I think McTominay should have come off because I just don't think McTominay is doing doing things in this team. Um, I cannot believe, and I maybe should like what why are we using McTominay as a DM a CDM what just I mean Fred's not great at doing that Matic is the best in the team at doing that why are we using McTominay as a CDM I just 
I can't wrap my head around that. He's that's like the total. That's like playing De Gea up front, or Henderson in this case. It, it's just, yeah. Um, but I'm bringing up McTominay obviously because I thought McTominay should have been bought off for Fred because then you could have had Fred Pogba and Bruno Fernandez, which is a better midfield. I just I can't understand that, and all these these articles have come out in the last couple of months. Like, oh, McTominay is what like twenty five. We're we're going to convert him into a CDM. It's like, are you sure about that? <laughs> like, who who came up with that idea? Was it Ollie? Was it Mike Phelan? Uh, because I I see that's where that's where I get into the Ralph thing, right? Of when Ralph got there, yeah. And Mike Phelan's still sticking around, and like McKenna's sticking around for for a bit, wasn't he, for like a few days or whatever? Has Mike Phelan gone over to Ralph Ragnick and said like, "Oh, this McTominay guy is a great like academy graduate. We're we, we're trying to convert him into a CDM." Or I, I don't know if Mike Phelan specifically would. I don't know why Mike Phelan's doing. Um, I don't know if he would have said that, or if somebody else has said that, or apparently there was like phone calls phone calls between. Ollie and Ralph, like, did Ollie tell him that? Um, it's just a way to shoehorn in an academy graduate, uh, an academy player. Who, I mean, McTominay's best attribute, McTominay's best attribute is shooting. And occasionally build up play. But what you really want to do with McTominay is have somebody like Bruno on the edge of the box with him. Have somebody like Bruno or whoever lay the ball off for McTominay for him to shoot. That's where you want McTominay. You don't want McTominay in front of your back four who's going to like pick the ball up and like make something happen. That's not McTominay's role at all. Um, But anyway, that's what we decided to do. So, cool. Um, But yes, Fred was brought on for Pogba. It is what it is. Uh, and then, of course, we didn't score in the 19 minutes. Um, and then Phil Jones came on for Varane. I'm not entirely sure why. Varane was having a good game. Could be one of them injury things. Um, but Phil Jones was all right. Then they made a couple of subs. And in the one, in the 100th minute, in one of the most embarrassing substitutions I've seen. Not because I... I mean, I like Mata. I, I really, one, Mata's one of my favourite players that's played for me. United. I don't know where he'd rank in the list, but uh, Mata should have moved on by now, and we should have replaced Mata. But because of transfers and whatnot, and the inability for this club to do things, he's still here. And it's not one Mata's fault. He's paid by this football club if he's chosen to be played, and he's on the bench, and he gets told to be on brought on as a substitute, then there you go. But Mata was brought on for Sancho. I think Sancho did have a little bit of a knock. Um, I don't know where Mata was supposed to be playing, because Sancho was on the right wing. But this is what happens when you loan out Martial and you loan out Van der Beek and you loan out Diallo. You end up doing things like taking off Sancho for Mata. So you end up subbing off a... How old is Sancho? A 21-year-old winger for a 33-year-old midfielder. Yeah, so I'm going to leave that there. Alright, then uh, that was pretty much the end of the 120 minutes. Apparently it wasn't enough time for us to score a second goal. Uh, or a third goal or whatever. Um, and then we went into penalties. Um, Paddy McNair scored. Mata scored. Uh, Maguire. I'm not going to read out all their players. Uh, Mata scored. Maguire scored. Fred scored. Ronaldo scored. Bruno Fernandes scored. Uh, Scott McTominay scored. Delo scored his. And then unfortunately Alanga missed his. So yes it was 8. 8-7 eight, on penalties. Because we scored a 7th one that was Delo. They scored the 8th one, and then we missed our 8th one. So yes, they won 8-7 on penalties. Um, do feel a bit sorry for Elanga. You know, he's a young he's a young guy breaking through to this team. He did have a couple of chances in this game to score. I think he had two headers. Didn't quite manage to make it happen. Um, I did like seeing after that happened, I think like Bruno went up to him, Ralph went up to him, Ronaldo went up to him. You know, the experienced people. In this team, I think Mata went up to him as well and sort of like probably had a little bit of a, a word with him. Not to tell him off, but to say like, you know, unlucky or whatever. Because that is what you have to say to these the, these younger players that are breaking through. Um, or just, just in terms of keeping team spirit up. Like, 
I wouldn't expect Ronaldo, or it doesn't have to be Ronaldo, like McTominay or anybody, to go up to Alanga and be like, you're an idiot because you missed a penalty. I wouldn't expect like the team to do that. I'd expect the team to come together after that and be like, unlucky, um, you know, or I, I don't know what's said in those sort of little conversations, but I mean, even if it is Ronaldo, who's like 37 experienced or whatever, as opposed to a 19-year-old Alango, you wouldn't go up to Ronaldo afterwards and be like, you're an idiot for missing the penalty, you got us knocked out. You you wouldn't kind of say things like that um, to, to the player. Um, so, so what I'm saying is like age isn't specifically a factor, but because of where Alanga is in his career, I suppose, you want him to um, try and keep his head up, so to speak. It's a bit like in, in the uh, Euros when Rashford, Saka and Sancho miss their penalties, and they're all relatively young players, um, and especially with, because I think Saka missed the winning penalty, and he was like, I think he's the youngest out of those, and he was getting like comforted, comforted and stuff afterwards. That's kind of what you have to do. Um, so, especially when you're like, you know, you're Old Trafford, you've got 75,000 fans, and as soon as Langer's missed that penalty, he'll, he'll be feeling, you know, quite low about that, I, I would imagine, um, any player probably would, but, uh, it just is what it is, I suppose, um, we can't do anything about it now, should have done something about it in the 120 minutes that we had, but we didn't, uh, all the players didn't, I suppose, so, yeah, um, but yeah, we're out the FA Cup, I guess it's a fight for top four, and whatever we're going to try and do in the Champions League, look, and I'll repeat what I said on Sunday, or Monday, whenever it was, we can win the Champions League, there's nothing stopping us from winning the Champions League, we're not at a disadvantage, it's, I was actually thinking about this strangely in the car on the way to work today, um, I don't drive, I was in my dad's car. We go to work as like a family or whatever. Um, I was thinking about this on the way to work. And I think on the way home of what I said. What You know, I was thinking about the game. It was in like five hours time. I was thinking about the game and who might play and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, thinking about, I think about, I was thinking back to what I said on Sunday about like, the only thing that's stopping us winning, winning these trophies is quality. Um, obviously things like the Premier League, more out of reach. Um, but cup competitions, anybody can win a cup competition, really. Because um, it's... And the, the funny thing is when you... I mean, we could talk about like tactics and players and all the, whatever at the end of the day. At the end, at the end of the day, football just comes down to can you kick the ball in the back of the net more times than the opposition? Because that's what, you, that's what, win you, that's what wins you a game. It doesn't really matter how many shots you have. You only need You only need to score... In order to literally win every trophy that you're in, you only need to score one goal in every game. You only need to win one game every game 1-0. In fact, you don't even need to do that because if you're in a Champions League game and you've got a double-legged game, you only need to win one of them. You can draw the other one 0-0. It's funny, isn't it, when you when you think about it like that. Um, but one goal apparently wasn't enough for us today. So, neither, neither was seven penalties. Either, so, yeah. Anyway, let's take a quick little break, um, and then we'll get into, I guess we'll do player ratings. Yep, I'll see you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. 
and you can get your ad free podcasts over there it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts you can also support entertainment talk on patreon at the three dollar level tier this gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favorite tv show or film but it's one per month so one tv show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, what have we got for you? Uh, new episode of Classic Reviews, it's Season 5, Episode 8, and it's for, in my opinion, the most iconic television show of all time, and the most iconic family, on at least on TV, of all time. It's for The Simpsons, um, who have been around longer than I've been alive. I think they're on Season 33 or something by now. And I didn't talk about, it's not for a specific episode or a specific season, it's just talking about The Simpsons, because The Simpsons is The Simpsons, and I love the show, I've been watching it recently, and I did an episode on it, so you can check that out, that's for this episode, this week's episode of Classic Reviews, there's two episodes left, one of which I still need to record, um, but there'll be a new episode next week as well on Wednesday, so that's for Classic Reviews. Over on CW Superheroes, I wrapped up coverage, excuse me, for the sixth season of Supergirl which is the final season of the show so you can take a look for that so that's my thoughts on the legacy left behind by Melissa's Supergirl and all the cast and everything my thoughts on the sixth season my thoughts on the finale and my thoughts on the show as a as a whole so uh, you can take a look at that uh, over on the Marvel side of things I reviewed the first season of Hawkeye and I gave it a must see rating it's one of the newest is it the newest yes the newest entry in the MCU uh, from Marvel of course uh, and then the next one will be 30th of March which is going to be for um, I almost said Black Widow for some reason Moon Knight, don't know why Black Widow was on my mind um, but yes, first season of Hawkeye gave it a must see rating and you can find that as well on Disney Plus uh, speaking of the episode I referenced which I did on Sunday uh, it's talking about the January 2022 transfer roundup and the Mason Greenwood situation uh, so I talked about both of those things. I gave plenty of like explanation and warning around, you know, the main th- main topic around the, the Greenwood issue. So uh, don't worry too much about the topic within that if that's going to affect you in a particular way. Because uh, I did give warnings and time codes and, and that kind of stuff. I'm not going to explain it all here. I explained it on the episode. So uh, you can check that one out if you want to for some transfer talk. There, that was one of the more negative episodes of the United cast because there wasn't really anything good to talk about unfortunately but uh that is not within my control unfortunately i wish it was but it isn't uh but there's that episode uh gaming talk this past week uh, i did the episode a little bit early uh we talked about horizon uh forbidden west some new gameplay that came out we talked about the disgusting nature of nfts um which have snuck their way into video games basically they're pictures that you can buy that are scams um, so if, just a warning, literally a warning to our audience, if somebody offers you to buy an NFT, please don't buy it. Now, we can't tell you what to buy here on Entertainment Talk. We can't tell you what you should or shouldn't buy. We can only recommend that you do or don't buy certain things for certain reasons. And basically, you shouldn't buy NFTs because the this is a scam, basically. Um, so just be just be wary in case anybody there's like all sorts of emails and promotional stuff going out for NFTs and uh, video game companies are getting involved so just just try to just involve uh, um, avoid NFTs if you can because they're not good uh, they're not good for the industry not just for video games but for the whole entertainment industry so there's that uh, we also talked about UFL which speaking of football um, is a new uh, football game coming um and it's going to be out some point in 2022 i talked to robert on the episode about my impressions of the announcement trailer and we talked about the continued fall from grace the fall of battlefield 2042 the situation with that and every time we go to talk about that on the weekly episodes which isn't every single week there continues to be new news every couple of days about battlefield about something new that's bad that's happening with that game so yeah yeah it's not good 
Uh, but that's Battlefield 2042. Uh, classic reviews episodes. The one from last week is Season 5, Episode 7 for Space Jam. The first one from Warner Brothers, of course. So I talked about that. A uh, month of positive creators is now wrapped up. Um, this is the fifth episode. There was five episodes this year. Uh, was for Louise, who's also an ASMR artist. All five episodes for this year, for the January 2022 edition, were for ASMR artists. Uh, just talking about those um, people, those great creative people. Um, and the se- the series will be back next year as well, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, over on the previous episode of the, of the Gaming Talk, uh, we talked about the big, big acquisition, which was Xbox or Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. Uh, my first impressions of getting a PlayStation 5, so if you want to hear my thoughts on the PS5 itself, using it and games and that kind of stuff, uh, you can check that episode out. Um, and we'll of course be talking next episode about the Bungie acquisition from Sony. So there's that. Uh, speaking of video game stuff, uh, I also did an, ep- did an episode called What I Want from 2022's Call of Duty, just focusing on multiplayer. And what I hope to see in this year's game. Did a video game review which was a must play review for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's a spoiler free review. And that's basically everything we've been doing. On entertainmenttalk.org. And on podcast platforms. Alright. Let me make my screen a bit brighter so I can actually see it. There we go. Uh, My man of the match is with a... Am I going to give him a 10? Give him a 9? What am I going to give him? I'll give him a 9 I think. It's Jaden Sancho, yeah. Um, I'm really, really impressed with him. There's a few things he did wrong in the game, um, which is why I'm giving him a 9 and not a 10, but I just continue to be impressed with him. And I just, yeah, I think he's doing really, really, really well. And um, I want to give him some praise, actually, um, on a more kind of personal note. Now, we heard some news, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, for the... Who did we last play? Was it Burnley? Whoever we played two weeks ago, I can't remember now. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't able to play because of the uh, the passing of his auntie, which of course I gave him my uh, thoughts and condolences on the episode. Um, but coming back two weeks later, um, you know, everybody takes different amounts of time to grieve. There's no like set time for somebody's grievances. And uh, doesn't matter if it's a friend, family, co-worker, somebody that you know. People's deaths can affect people. And obviously Sancho would have been affected by that. He wouldn't have been in remotely the right mind uh, headspace to be able to play. But, um, you know, having that happen to him just, what, just over two weeks ago? Or maybe a bit more time than that. Um, I think he was brilliant today. I, I, I really do. And... You know, I've moaned before about, like, the wingers being swapped over. It is still something that annoys me, playing Rashford on the right, Sancho on the left. I think he does a good job on either side, really. I think he's much better on the um, on the right-hand side. That's where we bought him for. Um, but what I really appreciate about Sancho is his close control ability. And I have watched some clips and some videos and stuff of him at Dortmund, and that, that was one of his uh, uh, biggest uh, attributes. And uh, he scored the goal today as well. Um, that's not the reason I'm giving him man of the match. I thought he did take his goal pretty well. I thought there was a little deflection on it, but not like a massive one. But still pretty well taken goal. Um, good with his crosses, good with his link-up play. I think the rest of the team just needs to connect better with him. Because when I said earlier about like the team isn't really playing as a team. And there's certain players that are being overplayed. And yes, Sancho's on a lot of money. I think he's on... Is it 350 grand? 200? I can't remember what it is now. I did a recent um, wages episode on the United cast, if you're all curious. Um, but I think he's one that's uh, earning his corn a bit more, so to speak. And I really like him so far. And I just hope that he continues to play more and more. I look forward to hopefully seeing him on Tuesday. And there we go. Uh, Alright, let's go back to the top. Dean Anderson. Didn't have a lot to do. I don't entirely blame him for the goal. Um, he didn't save any penalties. Um, it's funny because if you rewind to last year in May when we were in the Europa League final and we lost and everyone was going, oh, if we didn't have De Gea in goal and we had Henderson, Henderson's much better at saving penalties. Is he? Is he? (laughs) Because he didn't save any. And I'll say something about the penalties really quickly. I thought Middlesbrough's penalties were really good, actually. I mean, I don't really know much about, like, champ- or I don't know what league they're actually in. I think they're in the championship. 
Um, they took their penalties a lot better than I thought. But everyone was kind of like, oh, if we go to penalties, Henderson will be really good. Well, apparently not, because he didn't save any of them. And there was one or two that he maybe should have saved. One particularly that like went underneath him. So, uh, yeah, opportunity opportunity was there. He, he didn't take it, unfortunately. So, there we go. I'll just stick an average six on him. I usually do it with a goalkeeper if they don't have too much involvement. He's made a couple of decent saves here and there, but nothing crazy. Uh, Delo, um I'm going to give him an average six. I thought he was good. One problem I noticed with Delo, he kept seeming to want to cut in on his left foot to cross the ball, and I didn't understand why. There was one good cross he put in. I think Bruno headed the ball, and it was just tipped over the bar. That was probably one of Delo's better moments. Uh, but averagely decent game, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Varane, I thought Varane took this game really easily. It looked really easy to him. I thought he showed his class today. Um, granted it's against Middlesbrough, but, um, he played the way that you'd expect a world-class player to play against Middlesbrough, I think. Um, so I'm going to give him an 8. Maguire, uh, almost got caught on the ball a few times, still looking slow, still looking sluggish. I'm going to give him a 5, just a below average performance. Um, almost cost us a goal a couple of times. Did get on the end of a header, um, for a corner that he didn't score. Um, I was hearing about some sort of stat during the game as well. We've taken 100, 120, I think it's 126 corners in a row. And we haven't scored from any of them. How's up with that? Why aren't we scoring from corners? I mean, I've noticed it, obviously. But I didn't know it was 126. I mean, bloody hell. <laughs> um, but, you know, apparently we brought Harry Maguire for 80 million because he's really good at his aerial ability. Hmm. Yeah. And he plays most of the time. So where's he been for those 126 corners? Interesting. Uh, I'm going to give him a 5. Uh, sure, I'm going to give a 5 too as well. I thought it was alright. Uh, a bit below average. Um, yeah, that's what I'll give to Shaw. Uh, Pogba. I thought Pogba was pretty good. I'll give him an 8. I thought he had made some really good passes. A couple of mistakes now and again. Um, but I, I think we're just com- we, we've just missed his kind of creative spark in the team. So it's so noticeable when you put McFred in the team. McTominay and Fred. And you don't get any creativity out of the two of them. Because they're not creative players. And then you replace one of them. uh, And then you put Pogba there. You just notice the difference. So I'm going to give Pogba. um, An 8. McTominay I don't think was good. Uh, He's being played out of position. Not entirely his fault. But maybe he should say something about it. I don't know. There seems to be this big deal about. like We're going to convert McTominay into a CDM. That's not going to happen. Doesn't position himself for the role. Uh, he's just not that type of player at all. I'm going to give him... I thought he was our worst player. I'm going to give him a four. Um, actually, not our worst player. There's somebody that I thought was worse today. Uh, but I'm going to give him a four still. Rashford, a bit wasteful. Cutting in a bit too much. A um, couple of good crosses now and again. I think I'll give him an average six. Just an averagely kind of good game. Some good things, some bad things. Um, I noticed a uh, tactic from one of the corners. I think somebody played the ball to Sancho. Then he passed it to Rashford and he tried to shoot from the edge of the box. It's not a bad idea. I mean, I've said this lots of times before. I think the hardest way to score in football is from a corner. Because you've got probably, in total, 10 people in the box. You've got the goalkeeper, right? Then you've probably got at least 4, 5, maybe 6 defensive players in the box. And then you've got to probably match that. So, well, you're talking... Probably 12, 13, maybe 14. Obviously, there's 22 on the pitch. You're not going to have your own goalkeeper in the, in, in the box. Um, but pen, uh, corners is one of the hardest ways to score from in football, which Man United have found out the hard way. Um, that's why you've got to try different things. You can't always just keep whipping the ball into the box because there's 12, 13 heads going for that thing and it's just not always going to work that way. So um, shooting from the edge of the box is a decent idea. The only problem as well with that is, again, you've still got like 10 plus people in the box, so it's probably going to get blocked by somebody. So, um, I mean, I try to come up with like solutions as to certain problems that Man United have got. I don't know what a solu- the best solution is to Man United's corner issue, because honestly, if you ask me, like, what's the best way to score from a corner? I don't really know. I mean, obviously, the cl- the classic thing is like cross the ball into your tallest player for a header. But it doesn't seem to work for Man United. So, I don't know. I don't really know. Anyway, uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, 
uh, he should have scored, shouldn't he? He had that ball crossed over to him from... I can't remember who passed it. It wasn't McTominay. Pogba, was it? Or Sancho, maybe? Crossed the ball over to Bruno. I think he thought he was offside. And then he blasted it over the bar. The issue I've got there is... If the ball's being passed through to you... And even if you think you're onside... Uh, offside, sorry. And I'm not saying that Bruno just thought he was offside... And just blasted the ball over the bar. I have seen before certain players... That have a chance given to them. And because they think they're offside... They'll just blast the ball. And they'll think... Oh, I'll just, just see if I can just whack this ball... And if it goes in. You should try to just play that normally. And sure, if you score the, the chance... And you think you've, you think you've scored... But you're offside... That's going to suck... But what else is going to suck is if you uh, don't score and you blast the ball and, in, and then you realise that you're onside. Um, because then you realised, oh shit, I could have scored from this. And that's what happened with Bruno. Because initially I thought, oh he's offside, it doesn't matter. But what what's stopping Bruno? I mean Bruno, again, time and space that Middlesbrough gave to us today. What's stopping Bruno from taking that ball down properly? He had the time, he had the space, and just tucking it away. Because that would have actually counted, because it wasn't offside, was it? Um, yeah, so that was like Bruno's biggest mistake of the game. Um, many, many mistakes today, but not just from him, obviously. But, yeah. You, even if you think you're off... I mean, if you're like clearly miles offside, and, and the ref puts his flag up before the ball's gotten to you, sure, don't like try it, obviously, then there's no point. But... If the ball comes through to you and the flag hasn't gone up, not that you should be like looking over towards the flag, you should be looking at the ball, like you should should be concentrating on that. But yeah, don't just like try and muck about with it because you think you're offside because you might not be. So it's pretty important. Doesn't happen very often, but anyway. Uh, Sancho, I've already talked about him. I'm giving Ronaldo a three today. I thought it was really, really wasteful, really, really. What's the opposite of clinical? Unclinical? Because clinical is where he would have put lots of chances away and got a hat-trick. Uh, wasteful, I guess, is the, the opposite word. Very, very wasteful today. I was really surprised, actually, by Ronaldo. But it could have been that mindset thing again of like, oh, this is Middlesbrough. We can kind of take it easy. Um, well, apparently you can't because, well, look what happened. Um... <laughs> Um, I've been sighing a lot on this this podcast series lately, haven't I? It is not. This isn't a good season. This is a really, really bad season. I'm just gonna put this out there for lots of different reasons. Um, poor performance, managers, and Greenwood thing, and just ah, dear. <laughs> All right, that's Ronaldo. I'm gonna give him a three. Thought he was our worst player today. Um, he did almost score from an overhead kick. That's cool. Didn't, didn't score it though. <laughs> it doesn't count, does it? Because so, it didn't go in. So Anyway, let's move on to substitutes. Elanga. Um, I'm not going to give all these players a rating. Elanga, he had two chances to score. Well, three technically because of the penalty. Not a great game for Elanga. I thought he looked alright apart from that, but... Did waste a couple of chances and uh, unfortunately was the one that missed the losing penalty. Uh, Fred, when he came on, um, tried shooting from a ridiculous angle. That wasn't very good. He did score his penalty. Jones came on, did a couple of things. Mata came on, uh, scored his penalty, I think. Uh, so there's that. And that was our substitute. So Elanga, Fred, Jones and Mata. Just to read out our bench, we had Elanga, Fred and yeah, again, for some reason, two goalkeepers, Grant and Heaton. Jones, Mata, Matic, Medjbri, I think that's how you say his name, and Wambasaka. Now, this guy I've been referencing, so that some of you might not have heard of him, is called Hannibal Medjbri, I think, M-E-J-B-R-I. He is from Tunisia, um, and he's 19. I've heard some very, very good things about him from like people that watch the academy and stuff like that. Uh, so he's another young one that's coming through the team. Um, and it would have been great to see him. Obviously, we realised at some point this wasn't the game to bring him on because we needed a goal. Not saying that he would have not allowed that to happen, but yeah, that's disappointing. So anyway, uh, that's my thoughts, feelings, and everything else. I'll be back on Tuesday night to talk about um 
we'll just call it the next game which is against let me quickly bring that up which is against Burnley who've just lost uh, Chris Wood he went to Newcastle I don't know why they brought Chris Wood but they did so there you go uh, Burnley can be difficult to play against and they've got uh, they're one of them like tough annoying teams to play against and Burnley are also fighting relegation so they've got something to play for as well so um, we'll see how all that goes that's Tuesday 8 o'clock uh, says it's on BT just in case some of you are wondering um, so there you go you can let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I'm sure many of you, like myself, are very disappointed. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if you're listening on the website version of this, of this episode, there's a big email box. You can fill that out by putting in your email and your message. That will get sent to me as well. There's also a clickable email name you can find in your show notes. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Take a look out for all those. Uh, gaming talk is possibly going to be Sunday again, either Sunday or well, it probably won't be Tuesday because I'll be doing the United cast. Either going to be Sunday or maybe Wednesday, but I will figure that out with Robert. Pro- probably Sunday. Sunday seems like a likely day for us to do it this week, so look out for that. Uh, other things coming down the line as well, other reviews and things like that. So keep your eyes out on entertainmenttalk.org. Entertainmenttalk.org, sorry. Um, you can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. Just search for us, Entertainment Talk, through that. Uh, you can also support us through other ways. You can simply just listen to more episodes that we've done. You can find those on the places I've just mentioned. You can also use word of mouth and social media. Just let other people know about our content, either by just telling them or spreading the word on social media, different platforms and whatnot. David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. That's for your TV and your film news. You can also listen to Geektown Radio, which is weeklies on Tuesdays. Uh, great episode this week, by the way, between Gray and David. That was a, a particularly good one. Uh, they're all great episodes, but particularly good one uh, with uh, Gray and David this week on Tuesdays. So uh, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio for your TV and your film news. Bex is still streaming basically daily over on uh, Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, for all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing with Twitch at the moment. I'm uh, rethinking what I'm doing on Twitch. But if you'd like to, because uh, I didn't do the Pez Coach Mode stream on Thursday, if some of you noticed that. Uh, you can still follow me on Twitch if you want to, eTalkUK over on Twitch, um, to be notified when I go live with different things. Uh, I'm just figuring some things out at the moment, basically, so uh, no need to worry. Uh, you can also find previous streams that we've done and little gameplay clips and things like that. I do have some more of those to put up on YouTube. That's Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. Thanks very much for listening. I'll either see you Sunday, Saturday, whenever I do another episode, or on Tuesday for the Burnley game. Alright, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.